0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Susan Turney. Dr. Turney is the CEO of the Marshfield Healthcare Clinic Health System, The Marshfield Health System. She'll talk to us more about Marshfield Clinic and the health system and so forth. I've always known it as Marshfield Clinic, so now I think of it as Marshfield Clinic Health System. Uh, talk to us about a strategy that's evolved the last couple of years. Susan has had a remarkable leadership career. Dr. Turney, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm Susan Turney. Um, I am the CEO of Marshall Clinic Health System. Uh, I trained uh, and practiced internal medicine for 22 years here. Then I took a little gap time and spent 10 years working in the association world. uh, And prior to coming back, was the CEO of Medical Group Management Association. And in 2014, when the health system was created, I came back to serve as the CEO, uh, to help create a fully integrated uh, delivery model.
0: And and, and take a moment and talk about how that's gone in the last seven to eight years. Marshfield Clinic's got a magnificent reputation, Marshfield Clinic Health System as well. Talk about what that's been like.
1: (laughs) You know, it has been um, a great opportunity to come back and serve our community. You know, when you think about, um, and maybe setting a little context uh, helps. You know, prior uh, to the pandemic, our system uh, has been in a period of profound transformation, and uh, that has covered the full span of my time here over the last six to seven years. What is most important is when I came back, we made a decision to be an independent system, and we also made a commitment to invest in rural health care when the trend was the opposite, obviously. And since we've made that decision, we've uh, executed a growth strategy that has included not just the clinical care delivery, which you mentioned, because Marshall Clinic has a 100-year history, but we've also um, expanded from one hospital in 2018 to 10 hospitals today. And we've also continued uh, to grow our provider-based health plan, security health. So together, we now have that fully integrated model across forty five thousand square miles in very rural Wisconsin.
0: Meg Gibson, talk about Dr. Turning, how strategies has evolved the last couple of years in the course of the pandemic? How has strategy evolved, changed, whether it's just operationally or strategically? How have things evolved in the last year or two? Well,
1: you know, I think um, besides being internally disruptive, which we have been because we've needed so much change, then we overlaid that with a pandemic, which obviously is something different than any of us have ever faced before. But I do think that the callus that we formed for change uh, helped us uh, get through. To where we are today and strategically uh, before the pandemic we were looking to grow and to really mature as an integrated model Uh, again bringing together the care delivery with our health plan research institute and education and that really continues to be our strategy and it's one we've executed on even uh through the uh, pandemic but you know the pandemic uh changes uh uh change a lot of things for us and what we've found is that we need to incorporate what we've learned is as an organization and as a society into how we take care of people going forward and i think um many have proved that telehealth uh is an important part of the way we deliver care and will continue to be an even more important part with virtual services being uh, desired by our patients and families and uh, now uh, getting the support from the payers around reimbursement to really support uh, a good uh, care delivery model with uh, exceptional outcomes and I think um, it's an example of where it's been good for patients, it's been good for providers, it gives us more flexibility and convenience and there's really uh, that opportunity to personalize care and innovate in that uh, space uh, that will help us uh, continue to evolve uh, the care delivery model. And I think the other piece that we've had to deal with more over the last year is really uh, people working remotely. Uh, That'll be something we're gonna need to continue to talk about and determine what that future will uh, look like. But I think uh, one of the most important things that we saw during the pandemic and as we execute on our strategy is the number of people that are really hurting uh, across this country. And um, it might be due to illness, it might be due to grief, it might be due to financial um, distress. And uh, we know that people have spent long periods of time isolated and unable to do their favorite things. So we know that the resources that people need to get through this time are not even close to being uh, equally uh, distributed. And I, maybe just a couple of quick examples when I think about this, you know, you look at an elderly couple living in rural Wisconsin who don't have internet access. So many of us take that for granted. However, rural communities um, on average are 12% less likely than communities overall to have broadband service. So the couple can't only uh, not connect for the telehealth services that could be essential to their health and well being. They can't FaceTime the grandkids. They can't read news online or do a million of other things that we all use the internet for um, every day. And, you know, if I think about just what's happened with uh, COVID over the last year, if you look at um, hospitalization rates and you look at death rates for COVID, and you see that um, Native Americans, Black Americans, Hispanic Americans have had uh, significantly higher hospitalization rates and death rates than white and Asian Americans. So I think we have not just things that we have to do at a local level in preserving uh, rural health care. We really have to speak to the larger systemic inequities across our society. And of course, that does play into our national health care system. And I think this has been an awakening for us and you know, I would be remiss in not talking about our healthcare workers. They're hurting too, and um, we do have to keep uh, changing how we think about supporting them. When people feel demoralized, tired, burned out, and are considering leaving the field at unfortunately historically high rates, um, we know that we have to do whatever we can to preserve our healthcare workforce because without a workforce, we can't meet our mission. And in rural healthcare. Uh, that's even more challenging.
0: Thank you very, very much for sharing that. It seems like this broadband issue is something that should be so easy to solve. We talk about the trillions being spent on everything. It seems like for a lot less money than that, we ought to be able to get broadband and internet access into every community. It seems like that shouldn't be that hard to solve compared to some of these other big issues. It seems like there's such a clear benefit to it. And and so even clearly more enunciated through this pandemic. Dr. Turner, let me, let me turn to a different issue, and that's on the positive side. What are you most excited about this year? When you look at this year going forward, you look at your community, you look at Marshfield Health, what are you most excited about today?
1: You know, I'm uh, generally kind of a person who gets excited about a lot of things, but I really am excited about the future of our health system. You know, if I think back and really reflect on how we were able to serve our communities, in a very uh, comprehensive fashion throughout this pandemic, um, I'm very proud of that, and I know that we're uh, in an even greater position as an organization to continue to execute on our strategy. You know, as our um, strategy continues to unfold uh, and has been successful, we're really starting to see the benefits of the integrated model as we mature as a system. And unfortunately or fortunately, the pandemic really became a kind of test case for integrated model in terms of how it really allowed us to innovate, it allowed us to be flexible, it allowed us to better serve our patients and our communities across, um, obviously a huge continuum of needs. You know, we're continuing to evolve in that space. We know that community engagement is extremely important. We know that data and analytics will support decisions. We know that um, continuing uh, to provide personalized medicine is critical. So being at the table with our elected leaders uh, in innovating around the site of care and really looking at what the future, uh, the potential possibility for the future is just uh, Uh, very exciting and to be able to already see some of our strategy uh, starting to bear fruit um, and at a national level, really thinking about the untold number of innovations and uh, potential major changes that came out of the um, pandemic. Um, You know, I'm very optimistic. I love change. And I think we are at a very unique time where um, we can continue to roll with a positive change Uh, that is occurring.
0: Fantastic. Dr. Turney, I want to thank you, as always, for joining us. You've really had a remarkable medical and leadership career, and it's always great to hear your thoughts and your perspective. Thank you for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.